Chrissy Kelly. And I'm Emily Jackson, and we're both from the Language and Literacy and Young People group at Curtin University. So what we're going to do today is share with you a little bit of information about us. We're both uh, speech pathology clinicians and we're also researchers in the area of language and literacy. So we're first going to hear from Chrissy about her research. So um, why don't you start just by introducing yourself and your work? Sure. So as I mentioned before, my name's Christy Kelly. Currently I work um, for the Department of Education. So I work at the Fremantle Language Development Centre as part of the outreach service there. Um, we obviously within that sector, I deal with paediatric um, speech and language. I also um, previously was in private practice for paediatric clients as well, um, but currently I'm taking a little bit of a break from that because I am only working part time. Fantastic. And so we'd love to hear about your research as well. So what, what sort of project have you done and what stage are you at with that? Sure. So I have completed my Master's of Philosophy in Speech Pathology um, a couple of years ago now. And uh, the study that I did as part of that was called Cracking the Code and Effectiveness Study. Um, so basically, we looked at the effectiveness of an 18-week program which targeted phonological awareness and alphabet knowledge. It was a speech pathology designed program um, designed for teachers to implement within the classroom setting. Um, it was also designed for use within kindergarten classrooms. So in Australia, our, or Western Australia, our kindergartners start at about three and a half years of age. And at the end of kindy, they can be anywhere from four and a half to five and a half years of age at completion. Um, for this study, we used a pre-test, post-test group design. There were four schools that participated. Um, all four schools were for the, from the Perth metropolitan area. Um, they were randomly, uh, I guess they were randomly delegated, sorry, to the control and the experimental condition within a parallel group design. And the control group participated in an alternative program, um, which was matched for duration and frequency. So basically at the end of the research period, the children in the experimental condition, so those that actually participated in the Cracking the Code program, um, improved significantly more, improved, sorry, significantly more in phonological awareness, alphabet knowledge, and also non-word reading and non-word spelling measures than did the children in the control groups. Um, furthermore, which I thought was really interesting, is the results showed that short-term memory accounted for a significant amount of variance in phonological awareness, non-word reading and non-word spelling, which was to be expected, but oral language did not account for any variance in those um, outcome measures at oh. all. So um, deficits in oral language actually didn't impact how well they performed in response to the program. We also wow, did that's some, so interesting. Yeah, I thought so. We also did yeah. some follow-up moderation um, analysis. And basically, um, that showed us that um, no matter how, I guess, the scores of the children at the beginning of the program didn't impact how well they did at the end of the program. So obviously, those children that started lower finished a little bit lower, but they all responded equally as well to the program, no matter how poor they were to begin with or how well they did to begin with. So I thought that was really positive as well um, because it shows yeah. that the program was useful across the whole cohort of children, not just those that did really well to start with or those that started off with poorer scores. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, 
And like, it's so exciting that you've finished and, you know, able to share all of those results and things. And so how, how do you think that those results fit within kind of that broader area of research in, in that, um, yeah, in that topic? Where, where does your research sit, do you think? Yeah, so I think um, when we did the research, there was really limited effectiveness studies within classroom settings within that, that area of phonological awareness development um, that were targeting that earlier cohort of five years and younger, which this study did look at. Um, so I think that that added really well to that research based for base for that younger cohort. Um, there was also a lot of differing opinions in the literature about when some of these PA skills develop and when we should actually be teaching them. So in education, the curriculum says, the WA curriculum says that we should start teaching some of these kids, uh, skills in kindergarten. So it was really important to do some research and kind of think, well, is it appropriate for us to be teaching these skills in kindergarten? And I guess this research adds to that, um, adds to the support of that argument for teaching these skills a little bit earlier. Also, now that we um, have some support for development of these skills earlier, it means that we can provide some of that critical intervention even earlier than we thought. So that's a positive. Yeah. We also yeah. know, um, I guess in the literature, there's also a lot of um, studies that look at different programs in terms of whether they're short PA programs, they're low or high intensity PA instruction, or they're broad, so they target a range of PA skills or narrow just at the phoneme level. Um, and I guess this study adds to the research base to show that a short program, so it was less than a year, it was 18 weeks, low intensity, so we had two 40-minute sessions a week, um, and it was broad, so we targeted syllable onset rhyme and phoneme level skills. So I guess looking at that sort of program with the earlier cohort that we looked at, we have a nice, I guess, base as well for this works with that cohort and within an education setting as well, which I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. The results of that are so applicable, you know, and as you say, it is, it's not a hugely long program, you know, it's twice a week and it's something that is hopefully quite feasible for a lot of schools as well. So rather than just kind of thinking like, more of an intervention sort of study like it actually seems like something that can be implemented across lots of settings which is always really exciting that's always kind of the aim the aim yeah. of research I suppose absolutely so yeah so um where should people go to find information about your research so um all of I guess I've got my published thesis, um, which I did through Curtin. So it is available through eSpace on Curtin. And I also published an article called um, The Effectiveness of a Classroom-Based PA Program for Four to Five-Year-Olds based on my thesis. Yeah. Um, but both of those documents can actually be accessed through um, the language and learning literacy in youngpeople.com website. Um, so okay. that's probably the easiest place for you to access. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Okay, I'd love to hear a bit more about your research now, Emily, if that's okay. Sure, yeah, um, so sure. So, do you want to start by introducing yourself? Absolutely. So, I am a clinician in the community. Um, I'm working for a private practice at the moment and I work with paediatric clients mostly, but that's with um, all school age children. 
So um, youngest would be kind of like our pre-primary sort of age, around five years of age. And then I'm working um, with people up to the age of 17 and 18 as well. So um, my kind of clinical areas are really to do with language and literacy. Um, I work a lot with developmental language disorder and also specific learning disorders. Um, and so my research is in that area as well. Um, in particular, I'm looking at developmental language disorder and I am a few months away, fingers crossed, from finishing my PhD. I should be finished by the end of this year. Um, yeah, so that's, that's my area of research as well. Beautiful. Do you, would you like to give us a little bit of a background and how you're going with the research, what it's all about? Sure, sure. Um, I'll try and share kind of as much as I can, but I guess watch this space in terms of uh, big findings. Um, so I have been researching um, young children with developmental language disorder. So I'm focusing particularly on um, six, seven and eight. So I'm really interested in the way these children learn new vocabulary or um, do that word learning process. So part of the research that I've done is to explore the word learning process and teach them a set of new words over four days. Um, and I've also looked at that process in typically developing children. And so we've kind of been mapping that trajectory across the days. Uh, and of course, what I'm really, really interested in is trying to find out, well, what might predict successful word learning in these children? And I guess the flip side of that is um, if a child is really impaired with word learning, which is often what we see with DLD, what could be the possible contributing factors for that? So um, as part of that, I've been looking at the memory skills of all of these children. So there's been lots of research into working memory. Um, and, you know, more and more research into these other systems as well, like declarative memory and procedural memory. So I've been looking at all of those different memory systems and kind of looking at how they fit with word learning in DLD. Mm, that's so interesting. And I think <laughs> word learning and vocabulary is such an important part of language. And I yeah. think that if we can tap into, you know, why these children have more difficulties and get more, I guess, effective ways of, of treating this or providing intervention I think it will make a big difference for so many of these children. Yeah hopefully and I mean it's one of those areas that um, I mean there has been a fair bit of research into word learning but it's all been I guess a little inconsistent in terms of what we've seen in the past mm -hmm. um, with grammar you know and DLD those two go hand in hand we see so often kind of this hallmark impairment in grammar in DLD. But word learning is perhaps not quite as well understood or the results can be a little bit inconsistent. Like some kids um, and some research actually talks about vocabulary being spared in kids with mm -hmm. DLD. So I think it is something that, yeah, really needs to be explored a little bit further. And then, as you say, hopefully... Once we understand that process more, we can work out which are the children that really need intervention and what sort of intervention will be most useful for them. Yeah, yeah that's the plan. <laughs> Lovely. You've touched on this a little bit, um, but did you want to expand a bit more about how your research fits within the broader literature? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I've said, it's we're really trying to unpack, I guess just at the first level, 
whether or not word learning problems are there for children with DLD. I mean, the research suggests that it is a problem, but it, it can really depend on the way that we actually assess word learning. So what I've tried to do is look at the word learning process over a series of days and use lots of different outcome measures of that. So testing things like how well they can say the new words, how well they can comprehend them, you know, whether they've learned the meaning of those new words. So all of those different little aspects have kind of been looked at and we're hoping that we can actually pick apart what's really going on for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other side of that as well is looking at, well, what might be underlying those sorts of difficulties. So mapping back to things like working memory capacity as well as those other long-term memory systems and just trying to work out maybe are there certain subgroups of kids with DLD that have word learning problems. So that's kind of where it fits. I mean, it's a really exciting space in the research at the moment. There's even just this year, there's been some amazing new papers come out into word learning, um, even with, you know, adults with um, developmental language disorder as well. So um, it is really exciting um, and I'm hoping that, yeah, I can get this research out there while it's all sort of hot and happening at the moment. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait. So if people want to find out a bit more, um, where can they go? Um, same as with you as well. So the language and literacy in young people.com website. Um, so there have been, I've had three published papers um, and a couple more under review. So um, all of that information about those articles are listed on that website. And hopefully, you know, as resources and things come out, once I finish at the end of the year, um, then yeah, we'll put them straight on the website and you can find everything there. Excellent. Well, I'll definitely be keeping an eye Thanks, out for those. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy. <laughs>